Okay, boys, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018 Chapter 23 Jenny was soaked and cold. James had managed to gather up his clothes from the beach and was looking much better, considering. The Green Hands gang had come through, and, even if Grouth unlocked the main substation, Lord Ratzenberg's plan should not work. There was no need to put anyone in any more actual danger, and it felt like they had got a bit lucky with Jenny's rescue. So the gang dispersed, children going back to parents or home. James and Jenny both wanted to help Elf recover the triple M key, and James still wanted his servo back. Neither of them knew what Elf's plan was, she hadn't got back to them at all. So they agreed to meet up at the library in two hours. That would give Jenny enough time to get home and get changed. And James said he was happy just to sit somewhere warm for a while and wait. Despite being thoroughly wet and cold, Jenny was feeling good. Compared to being electrocuted in a metal chamber under the pier, catching a bus with wet clothes was like a summer holiday. By the time she made it home, she was hardly even dripping. A quick change later, and she was riding the bus back through Preston Circus. She really had hoped that Elf would contact her and James to let them know the plan, but, in the end, the Greenhands gang had had their hands full with their morning's activities and wouldn't have been able to help Elf anyway. Rather than sitting in the comfy seats of the children's library, Jenny found James in the cafe at the front of the building. He was sitting at a table by the huge windows that looked out into Jubilee Square. There was a little market filling the space. It was busy with people shopping on the last Saturday before Christmas. You're looking more human, she said, sitting opposite him, and noticing two empty mugs of hot chocolate already on the table. Yeah, but I'm still cold on the inside, he said. Not sure I'll ever be completely warm ever again. Would one more hot chocolate help, she asked. Well, it wouldn't make me colder. Yes, please. She ordered two at the counter and took them back for her and James once they'd been made. Thanks, he said. I hope Elf's managed to think of a way to get the key back. It's only two hours until they turn the Christmas lights on at the clock tower. Me too, Jenny took a sip of her drink. She definitely needs some good luck. I can't imagine what life's really been like for her these last two years. Talking of luck, James said. Is that who I think it is? He nodded to the market stall just outside the window. A small grey creature was sitting on the top of the stall, looking in at the two children. Better finish these quick, Jenny said. It looks like Notel wants us. They emptied their drinks and left the library. When they stepped out of the sliding doors, Notel skipped past, over the road, and up a flight of stairs between two restaurants. The children didn't need telling twice and quickly followed the little squirrel. It was not long before Jenny had a good idea of where they were going. We're near the main substation. It's the next left, James said. Might not be a good idea to be seen right by it. When has Notel ever been wrong, Jenny pointed out. Let's trust her. They did not actually turn down the street with the substation on it. They went past and into a multi-storey car park on the corner. Notail took them up to level three. It was deserted except for a battered old white transit van parked on one side. 
Notale led them over to a dark corner next to a stairwell, not far from the van. They stopped by a parking space that looked directly over the substation. Look, Jenny said, pointing to the pavement along from the furthest well-guarded metal gate. James looked out. It was Elf, walking along the street, with Claudia sauntering next to her. Then, as they passed the substation, half a dozen pigeons took to the air. But won't the pigeons have seen her, James said. They'll warn Grouth. Unless she's already got the triple M key back, Jenny said, perhaps it doesn't matter. There was something strange about it, and Jenny wanted to head down to the street to speak to Elf. She turned to take the stairs, but no tail stood in front of her. When she went to step around the grey assassin, the squirrel blocked her. Okay, okay, Jenny said finally. I'll wait here. I wonder what's going on, James said. Me too. They did not have to wait very long to find out. They heard footsteps coming from the stairwell next to them. No-Tail hopped up, not onto Jenny's shoulder, but into the hood of her coat which was dangling behind her. Jenny could feel the small weight of the squirrel nestled between her shoulder blades. A moment later Elf appeared, with Claudia following. They came out of the stairwell and started across the car park. Elf, Jenny said. The small French girl jumped with surprise. Jenny? James? What are you doing here? We came to help, James said. Are we too late? Oh, I don't think I need any help, Elf said. It's all under control. You may as well leave. We can catch up later. There was something about the way she was speaking. Jenny hadn't seen the girl look so uncomfortable with them before. She didn't have time to say anything else. There was a squeal of tyres on the car park's far ramp, and a large black car pulled onto level three and drove right toward them, fast. It was Grouth. I knew those pigeons would bring Grouth, James shouted above the noise of the engine. Whether it was going to run them over or not, Jenny never found out, because when the black car drew level with the white van, the van lurched forward suddenly and smashed into the side of the car, sending it careening sideways. The van kept pushing and pinned the black car against the support pillar. The trapped car revved its engine and tried to pull forward, but its wheels just span on the smooth concrete. The back door of the van opened and a dozen rats jumped out, surrounding the black car. Zen got out of the van's driver door and jumped onto the top of the white van. The driver of the black car gave up and turned the engine off. A door on the other side of the car opened and Grouth got out. He didn't look happy. Where is the tooth? he snarled. You tricked me! Give me the key, Elf said, and I'll let you live. That key is not yours, Grouth said. You stole it, thief! I did not, Elf said. I'll count to five, and then come and take the key from the car myself. Five. The wolf didn't move. Four. Grouth looked left and right, and Jenny noticed he was wearing a black collar. Zen held his pike high, ready to fight. Three. The collar started to move, and Jenny knew it was Rask. The snake reared its head, ready to strike. Jenny did not want to see what would happen when Elf reached one. But the girl never reached one. The sound of clanging metal on concrete rang through the car park, and a drain cover was shoved up and out of the way. 
a stream of rat soldiers scurried out of the drain, surrounding both Gralf and the mercenary rats. What's all this? Zen said. The last two rats to emerge from the drain carried strange-looking trumpets, which they blew together. Then one of them announced, All kneel for his lordship. No one moved. All right, the rat said, and blew the trumpet again. All stand for his lordship. No one moved. Perfect, the rat said, then called back into the drain. We're ready for you, your lordship. A huge rat, far bigger and certainly fatter even than Zen, squeezed its enormous body out of the drain. It then patted itself down and proceeded to walk, with some discomfort due to its immense weight, into the middle of the car park. Right, I haven't got much time, the great rat said. Let's get this substation unlocked. It spotted the children and walked over toward them. I remember you, the rat said, looking James up and down. I thought I threw you in my dungeon. Trespasser, if I remember rightly, which I do. The rat turned to Elf, and its flabby face seemed to break into a smile. Ah, yes. What are we waiting for? The rat said, wringing its hands. If you want your payment, young lady, I'd urge you to get on with your end of the bargain. Now open up that substation. Jenny didn't quite get it. Surely the rat should be talking to Gralf. She was just about to tell the fat rat he was wrong when Elf looked at her and James then turned back to the rat. Yes, your lordship, she said. I'll have it open very soon. And then Jenny did get it. The fancy foreigner, who had made a deal with Lord Ratzenberg, who needed the triple M key to open the door to the substation, wasn't Gralf. It was Elf.